This is Jennifer Gray, and you are listening to Five Questions with Dan Shaw-Bell. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shaw-Bell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is actress and author Jennifer Grey. Jennifer is best known for her lead role in Dirty Dancing, which earned her a Golden Globe nomination for Best Actress, and for her breakout role in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We talk about her new memoir, Out of the Corner, during this episode of the Five Questions podcast. Jennifer, welcome to Five Questions. Thank you so much, Dana. I'm so happy to be here. How much did your parents influence you to become an actress and what pressure did you have to live up to their expectations? The pressure came from how attractive they made it look. How can you do a nine to five job when you're watching your father create cabaret, create the character of the MC for cabaret and you're sitting and you're watching him do it and he does his shows and he comes back and he's got his days free except for Wednesday and Saturday when they have matinees and you don't have a regular regular job and it just every time he does a new job it's exciting and creative and adventure and scary and he has this all these different lives within his life and I just think it makes it really hard to do a day job when you see that it's possible and it was always clearly not easy it just looked worth it and you probably saw a lot a lot of other people who work in nine to five very unhappy and so you compare and contrast those two lifestyles and the joy or sadness or frustration that they had and you chose entertainment know anybody who just worked a regular job so it was hard for me to even fathom what that would be like but it was always told to me by them that they really hoped I would not be an actor because it was so hard and I was like that it doesn't look that hard it looks really good but the fact is they knew how tough it was and how punishing and how much rejection and how unstable and how hard it is to depend on being able to make a living as an actor and what the odds were you hear it all the time from people who have to wait in long auditions lines, people who have to bartend for a long time, some people who have their parents supporting them while they're trying to audition. These stories get around. And why did you create narratives of your life that weren't in your best interest? And how have you used your memoir out of the corner to rewrite your story? I never consciously created a narrative that would make me feel disempowered or betray myself or recognize that I was doing myself a disservice, of course. It was more the way life goes. Sometimes you notice that you feel in a corner. You feel like you can't have any agency to move yourself out of a bad spot. And it feels like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. And just so much fear of maybe I can't or maybe there's nothing else. And then I think it's really, really common to feel like we are stuck. The idea of unpacking my story and recognizing instead of looking at things having happened to me, I looked at it through the lens of choices that I had made based on what I wanted and the consequences, the natural consequences of those choices and having too high tolerance for discomfort. To be able to ask yourself, is that true? And what did I do out of fear or desire? Those ways of being stuck, I think is very, very common. And at every stage of life, I think there are different versions of that. And the idea that we are this one definition of ourselves there's just a much wider bandwidth of possibility for all of us. 
and that we get a little stuck. And that once you see you're stuck, you can go, well, I can unstick myself. People want to protect themselves and their identity. And a lot of people have fear, fear that they can't live up to, you know, expectations that they set for themselves or other people set on their behalf. I think that it does take time to sit back and understand. I think life is a collection of decisions that you make. You can go back and understand why you probably made that decision at that point in time based on that kind of scenario and situation that you're in. Now a word from our sponsor. Looking to improve your employee experience and increase retention? Lomaps is your digital HQ, the one place where employees gather to be informed and inspired, to collaborate and share knowledge, and even find purpose or discover the next big idea to fuel your business. Lomaps helps employees engage with each other through personalized communication regardless of location or language by connecting them with the tools, people, and information they need. Video has revolutionized the way the world communicates. In a recent study, Lomaps found that 66% of employees are likely to access an internal platform more regularly if it featured video content. Request a demo today by going to lomaps.com. And how did your plastic surgery procedure cause you to lose your professional identity and how did you reclaim it? I was going to have to divest all of the things that I had grown up thinking were the things I needed to do in order to be a successful human being. Work really hard, be really good actress, get great parts, get awards, and have the respect of my community. So I assumed that would happen for me because I was a hard worker and talented and with things that were hard for me, I worked even harder on. And when that didn't happen, when it went haywire, there was no sense to it, except I had to surrender the idea that anybody was going to understand me or treat me with respect that I believed I deserved. The idea of being a public person with a story that was untrue. I had to basically decide who I was from the ground up, and that was the turning point of recognizing that I had to be okay with people not liking me, recognizing me, knowing me, misunderstanding me, and then having to basically figure out a new definition of success, a new definition of who I am as a being, not as an actor, not as a public persona, not as somebody who's talked about by people who don't seem to have other things to discuss. To me, it was like I had to stop caring and what I had to do was start caring about other things because I was interested in too many things and interested in having a new life. And so I created a new life for myself. That's what it always comes down to. And that's where we live in our kind of happiest, truest, most authentic state as well. And you're most known for your lead role in Dirty Dancing. What were the biggest challenges making the film and what lessons did you learn from the experience that helped you throughout the rest of your career? The hardest thing about making Dirty Dancing was also one of the greatest things. One of the hardest things was I'd never been a lead before and I was in every scene of the movie. The production was beset with challenges. It was famously almost cursed by low budget, rain, bad weather, freezing lake, having to paint the leaves green because they were turning brown because we were shooting in the fall and it was supposed to be the summer. For me, I found it to be hard in the sense that I'd never been a lead and I was chasing my tail, not really eating well enough, so stressed. It was down and dirty. It was not glamorous. It is so, so funny because when you watch it, it just looks like such a great time. What I learned was everybody on that movie was giving it their all. Everybody cared. Nobody was getting paid well. Nobody believed anyone would even necessarily see it. What I learned 
when movies or plays or anything creative, when there's not a lot of money and there's not a lot of time, sometimes I believe that that kind of energy is a member of the cast. There is a sense of urgency and desperation and a realness that happens because things are really happening. Beautiful. And what's your best piece of career advice? Figure out what you would do for free, what you would pay someone else to do that you love it so much, and then figure out a job around that and around anything, any concentric circle around that. Use your brain. Do not be passive and wait for other people. Create projects for you and your friends. Imagine and manifest the movie or TV show or patent or invention or cool ideas. I think to work with people who you love or respect and work together, if it's hard to do by yourself, just find someone who you think is smart or has a different skill set and just like brainstorm about things that excite you and only do that. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Jennifer. To follow her journey, you can read her book Out of the Corner and find her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter where she shares her appearances, insights, conversations, and memories. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash danshawbell. And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. <music>